one more day till we start laying down some swamp gobblers. This is your host, Jordan Risky of the Nimrods Podcast, brought to you by Prime Archery and Risky Outdoors. We are excited to have you guys on the podcast today uh, as Cassandra and I get a hold of our good friend Shane Bunce as he talks about a great buck that he harvested a couple years ago. And hopefully he gives us a lowdown on what's to come in 2019. Um, It's going to be a pretty exciting episode. Also, Michigan turkey season getting ready to kick off. Other thing is, if you haven't already, you can apply for your Michigan elk license. Get that application in, as well as Iowa points. You can start applying for points. Start doing it. It's a great state to get out to and harvest some big monster bucks. So, without further ado, let's jump right into this podcast with our good friend Shane. All right, so we got Shane on the phone here. Um, So, yeah, Shane, go ahead, kind of introduce yourself and tell us kind of a little bit about you. Um, I'm a uh, 52 years old. I'm married. I got four kids. Um, I pretty much been. I I actually wasn't a deer hunter when I started. I didn't know that. <laughs> How? When did you get into it? Um, I used to love to trap. Um, I kind of just started out trapping. I mean. I, my family always deer hunted, and my dad and my grandpa really, um, they, they used to go out west in the 70s, huh. and, um, you know, they'd do the trips like, you know, like you do, and I've done a few of them. Okay. Uh, and I remember going out there with a little, when I was a little boy, you know, it was cool, but I got into <laughs> trapping, and I just loved it. Huh. And I used to hate deer hunters, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about they would that. Always, like, you know, it. they'd be mad because I'd be wanting to check my traps in the morning, and they would be deer hunting, and I have, I'd have to wait till noon to go check my traps. <laughs> 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 I, I never knew that about you. I didn't know that you, I thought you always deer hunted. So you started out trapping hardcore pretty at first. And then about what age did you start getting into bow hunting? Um, I, I, like, I really started getting into bow hunting when I, kind of when I bought the house here okay. in Pulaski, you know, so I was pretty much out of school. I deer hunted, but I never did it serious. Okay. And then, then I really, um, I really started getting into it, like, serious. When was it? Then, do you have, like, a, a specific time, or, like, was there a turning point where you were like, I, I'm hooked, now I want to start doing this, and I want to do it right? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, there, there was a white deer that was hung around this house, and people let him go and let him go. Okay. It's a really cool... And I started following that deer, and I got to see him. I would see him, like, how far they traveled, because somebody would see him, like, you know, a couple miles over there, and then to the north, and then to the west. And hmm. It was really unique, and um, that deer taught, taught me a lot, you know? Yeah. Especially, how, kind of, how many years were you, did you track that deer? Oh, um. All the neighbors, you know, at first he was just a small buck. Nobody wanted to shoot him because it was so cool to see. Yeah. And um, uh, everybody let him go, let him go. Finally, he got really very nice. And, um, well, 
me and Danny went and videoed him one summer, and man, and finally the neighbor that I hung on, he was like, you know, that buck's pretty big, you know, you go ahead and shoot him if you want to, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. So I tried, which I didn't. I never did. But I he come through one morning, and I um I had a shot at him. I didn't take it. But you know, this just it was exciting. Yeah. It kind of just sticks with you. <laughs> yeah. Did you start off bow hunting or gun hunting? That was bow hunting. Wow. Okay. That's that's crazy. Did anyone? Do you know if anyone ended up killing that deer? You know, it, it just kind of disappeared. It was kind of like a mystery. Huh. Nobody ever knew. Well, a lot of people say. Have... A lot of people say that like those albinos or pieballs are like one of the first to to be a. I mean, when it comes to predators, that's like one of the first things they'll go after. It's just because they're they're so abnormal. Yeah. But. Um, he was a pieball. You could shoot him legally in Michigan back then. We're. I'm dating myself. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that was kind of like the turning point where you're like, all right, I'm really starting to hone in and trying to figure out these deer. Yeah. Gotcha. And then it, it got, it's gotten really bad in the past. <laughs> no such thing years. No such thing as getting bad. It just gets better. <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to hear about this buck. What was it? Twenty sixteen was that the year that you started chasing him? Um. Yep. There's been a lot of them that I've chased that <laughs> completely disappear. But this but one that buck was was weird because he wasn't like a whole. He was he wasn't around here. I I think he lived way to the west. Okay. Of, of where I hunt because there was another guy that was hunting him um and then the I think it was 2017 wasn't it I get all mixed up yeah I think you you ended up shooting him in 2017 I believe yeah yeah I, if I remember well, right yeah um one one picture October I think it was like October right around the 1st of October that's all I had of him. That's crazy, but you, yep. but you had pretty good idea where he was staying, where he was bedding. I mean, talk, talking to you in the past, you had a pretty good idea of where this deer was. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I don't think he lived there all the time. I think he come from the, you know, he come from. You know, it's like some of them are homebodies and they live in the area, and some of them aren't. Yeah. So but I, I think he just traveled that time. Okay. And I don't know why. It's part of the mystery, I guess. Yeah. Mm. How is that your biggest Michigan buck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what did what did he score? I don't remember. He, he was one sixty nine. Jeez. Oh, Pete, he's a monster. So so kind of tell us tell us a little background story of this deer, like the first time that you ever got uh, laid eyes on him, and then kind of how you approached going after him like what was your thought process on you know the right time the right winds like how did everything set up i know there's like a million questions right there but first yeah. first start out with the like your story, background of him the story is kind of short because i really didn't have a, i didn't have no history with him hmm. although i had that one picture right around the first because i usually run cameras in the summer okay play around with them 
but I, I got his picture and I just kind of had a feeling that I kind of knew where he was betting. Okay. So I stayed out of there. You told me, oh. if I remember right, you said you had multiple chances to haunt him, but there was like one or two things that you didn't like, so you never went in after him. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I just feel like the big bucks don't move in the daylight. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I learned that from podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, what podcast do you like to listen to? I know that you commute quite a bit, a lot of time, a lot of windshield time. What are your favorites? Um, I started out with Mark's. Why not? Yeah. Yep. And, 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 um, and then Dan's, um, the Nine Fingers, and gosh, I, you know, I always drive I'm to work, so I spend a lot of time. <laughs> I know. We That's were, where I started out. Yeah. We were just talking about this yesterday. Was it yes? Yeah, I saw you yesterday. We were talking yeah. about <laughs> some good podcasts. There's a lot of good podcasts out there. It's awesome, yeah. just full of information. But yeah, and and you learn a lot too. And it's like you start putting the pieces together. You start realizing why the deer are doing what they're doing. I guess. Yeah, for sure. So back back, Connor just <laughs> Sorry, kind derailed of us. Derailed us there for a minute. So back to this back to this deer. So what was like? What was that perfect situation that you were looking for when? You know, when you decided this is the time that I was going to go in after him, and then how many hunts did you have? You know, like that you actually went in to kill that deer before you ended up shooting him. Yeah, I, I hunted a couple times, and then I sat like way back, like by the road, actually. Okay, so like observation sits. Yep, observation to see if I could see him come out, and he never come out. Hmm. So I didn't really want to go in there. And I remember it was October 23rd. Okay. And that's, that, that was a long time to wait. It about killed me. But I just <laughs> felt like I needed cold weather, you know. And by then, the rut's kind of starting to heat up. Yep. I, that, I tell everybody my favorite day is the 25th. I think yeah. that's when, and, and a lot of people wait till that, you know, first, second week in November. But I that last week of October is fire because there are deer moving. Yeah. But. Uh, that's my favorite time, too. And I, I, I think it's because they, they're not with the doe. They're, like, searching. Yep. 100%. So you're sitting back and watching. What were you, what were you watching over from, you know, closer to the road? Like, what, what was that area like that you were sitting on? Um, it's it's all really thick river bottom, and then the field is just a, a huge field, no fence rows, just a few trees out in the middle. Okay. And then that's, what... Oh, go ahead. That's it. I mean, it's, the river bottom is really thick. Yeah. And what, that's the other thing. We talk to people like they're looking to buy property, or if you're searching, my number one thing is find wet wet ground river bottom something just thick and nasty for some reason bucks cruise those river bottoms it's wild but okay so when you so when you decided like okay today's the day i'm going in after this deer what what was the what were those conditions like what was your access like um uh i didn't i didn't pay 
I just kind of went in. <laughs> okay. I went. See, there's only one way in and one way out of this particular farm. Okay. But I waited for a cold front, and um, I watched the weather. Watched the weather, and it was like, like I said, it was like 23 days before I got the cold front, and then the cold front was coming that night. You know, the temperature was really dropping. It was raining, starting to spit rain. And I went in, get, you know, like it's getting dark fast. It dropped. I, I think it was like 20 degrees, too. It was really... A significant, a significant drop. And, um, yep, that was it. I mean, nothing special. I just went in. And the wind was out of the northwest. So it was like in the... All the farm fields are to the north, and all the river bottom is to the south. So I had like a northwest wind. So the the buck, it's, it's hard to explain, but if he was coming out, he, he kind of had, he was quartering into the wind, you know. Okay. So you kind of so gave him the favor a little bit. Yeah, he had, yeah, he pretty much had the wind. I had to stay, you know, far enough to the side so he wouldn't smell me. Mm-hmm. Which I learned all that from podcast land. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? Honestly, it's it's funny that you say that there was nothing special because I think waiting twenty three days to go after a buck, <laughs> you have way more self control than I do, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same. I'm way too aggressive to sit back and watch and in wait. I'm yeah, I'm that that's the Western hunter, I guess, inside me that's just like go, go, go. But sitting back for twenty three days and just waiting for the right Right time and right moment. That's yeah. That's special in and of mm-hmm. itself. But yeah, so how far well, away I'm was a, it when you came in? What, what kind of what direction? Um, how what was that question again? How far was he? Kind of when he came in when he took that shot. Um. Well, he, he a whole bunch of does come out first, and he was following them, and he was acting like really, really ruddy. And, and I remember when I, I mean, I'll never forget it, because he looked so big. I was just like, I was shook up bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, hundred... he was, he, he uh, come out and he was rubbing trees and you know how, well, I haven't seen that many big bucks, but it was something special. Oh, yeah. And he followed the does, he crossed the creek, and all the does just went running right out into the open the open field, the seed, you know, for the night. Mm-hmm. And it was still like a little bit light. And I was in the river bottom and just enough, I would say 60 yards, you know, down in the timber. Okay. And um, he didn't want to go. He didn't, I don't think he felt safe going out in that field in the daylight. So you weren't sitting on a field edge. You were still kind of tucked in there a little ways. Oh yeah. I was down in there. I was, pretty close to the creek okay because i i've seen them when they do that when they they follow the edge of the creek a lot you know mm-hmm. and and um I've, I've i've hunted this farm a lot of years so i know you know the good trails yep but where he come out that wind i mean it was like cutting hairs where my wind was going right by him yep and he came out and he as soon as all them does went running out in the field, I could see he was, like, hesitant. 
and he spun around and he started coming right down the creek just rubbing trees and that's that's awesome to see because you i mean you you hunt in illinois and i've seen a lot of that activity down there and it's it's hard to come by and see that here in michigan and if you do see it it's it's rare and that's that's pretty that's pretty cool that you got to witness that here um yeah it then um let me think oh i the tree, I, I like, to, I don't have no tree stand. Um, I hunt solely out of a lone wolf climber and a lone wolf sticks thing. Okay. The, the assault, I love to jump around. Okay. So and you, so you're, also, so you're completely mobile. Hmm. Yep. Virgin sits. I, I try to just kind of move around a lot. All right. Well, that's. That's kind of my game plan this year. I'm looking to buy a tree saddle, and my goal is to never hunt the same tree in just multiple trees because I really think they pick up on that stuff. I, I do too. I think they can smell you when you leave, you know, after dark. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So, well, oh, go ahead. Back to the one, yeah, back to the big one. My problem was I was right on a deer trail, which was um, my downfall. <laughs> so he was he, um, coming right at you then. Yep, he come right at me, and he basically got so close. And, um, I mean, this is the biggest buck I've ever seen or shot at or anything. And um, he got, like, was so close, I was basically shooting straight down. <sighs> on him pretty much and I kind of panicked and I made a bad shot oh no so where did um, where did you where'd you hit him I I mean I don't really know and I will never know but I'm sure I I one lunged him from you know, okay. I only hit one lung because your shoot your angle is so steep yeah how high do you hunt well that night this was weird because people I I don't. I was literally probably twelve foot in the tree. Oh. Dang. So you're not not. So Whoa. he. So he had to be like right there. Oh, it, it was like point blank. Jeez, <laughs> Pete. I've heard. So the guy we hunt with, in Illinois, has talked to me about that shooting deer straight down, and he's seen it multiple times. With with the bow, not I mean a rifle. You have so much you know kinetic energy and all that that it it kills them pretty quick. But with a bow, that that arrow can sometimes sneak through vital areas, and a deer can live on one lung, like you were saying. I mean that's that happens. Yeah. So that, that is that's a tough situation. So what happened after you? You know that it wasn't the the. Did you know right away that it wasn't the best shot? Um, not really. I I mean I I shot straight down. Which now that I look back on it, I I know that's a bad shot, and I I wouldn't do it again. But um, the arrow went. It must have you know missed his spine. Mm-hmm. But it, it came out his chest, the bottom. Okay. And. The arrow, it was a complete pass-through from top to bottom, and he ran across the creek, and he went right back into where I thought he was bedding. Okay. Or actually, I mean, he 
he didn't go very far at all, and he laid down. How far? How far did he go? Um, it wasn't even a hundred yards. Oh my gosh! So, so, and so I know. Like, <laughs> go ahead. I waited. I waited the whole night because I wasn't sure, and I didn't. I didn't, it was just the biggest buck I've ever seen or shot, and I didn't want to take no chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was there good blood where you shot him though? Um, it started raining, mm. and that was another bad luck. <laughs> yeah, that's just bad luck. Like that's a thing. Like a hundred. 68 or 169 inch deer in Michigan comes in and you have like a, an open I mean you had a, there's not there's not a bow hunter in this state that said they would they wouldn't take that shot everyone's going to take that shot I would never I would never second guess it I mean with the equipment that we all everyone uses even with a recurve I would take that shot so I I would I would never beat yourself up about that but anyway so you waited all night then what happened? I waited all night and um, got the old tracking crew and went in the next day and he stood up out of his bed and kind of like tucked tailed and went walked off. Oh. So I had to wait another night. Oh my gosh. Which was, I lost a lot of sleep. I, I bet. <laughs> I'm surprised you slept at all. <laughs> Did you shoot him on a, then, on a weekday or a weekend? It was a weekday. Okay. So, yeah, I, I missed a couple of days of work. Okay. <laughs> worth it. What's that? I said, well worth it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They know me by now. <laughs> <at work. laughs> okay, so, so you wait another day. Then what happened? Waited another day. And then it totally rained, like, really, really hard. Okay. And then I basically looked for a couple days. Just, I searched, and they searched, and it's so thick in there. Do you ha- and did, there's, did you have a general idea of kind of where he was going? Yeah. Okay. But there was one chunk of land that somebody else hunts. They're like... um. They're out-of-towners, they come, they have a camper, you know, and they come and deer hunt every year. And I wanted to get permission to ask them to go in there. I didn't want to go barging in there and walk all their land. Yeah. And, and they don't, like, come until the weekend. Okay. And then, here's the other problem, is um, I was I was supposed to head to Illinois yeah. to go hunting with my brother. Okay. So did so so how did this all play out? This is getting interesting, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know I had I looked a couple of days. I looked all around that property where I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I was kind of waiting for them, and then I mean, at a certain point, you got to give up. Yeah, I, I didn't give up, but I was like, I'm going to find this deer if I killed it, and I was starting to second guess myself. Maybe I didn't kill it. Maybe it's still alive. You know, your mind does all kinds mm-hmm. of stupid yep. things. And you go through all that worry and stuff. So I, I went on to Illinois. Um, and I just figured I would um, try to find it when I got home. Yeah. Okay. And then when I got home, gun season's going. Um, 
I, I figured no, you know, I figured he was basically the coyotes would eat him. And then at that point, I was worried that I didn't even kill him, too. Yeah. But to make a long story short, the, the neighbor found him. He was hunting late in gun season, and he was nice enough to share it with me. That he found, share it with you that he found it? Yep. He, um, he, he was the one that was hunting it, too, and he had, like, a lot more history with it. Okay. So it was cool to hear his story. He hunted it for a long time. He had been seeing it for years, and he had been seeing it, like, quite a ways west of where I shot it. Okay. You know, what makes a big buck move like that, it's, it's weird. Yeah, because they typically, like, people say it's, like, I've heard, like, 600-yard, like, a 600-yard radius is kind of, like, a mature buck's home range. But I've, I mean, I, I believe that to a certain extent because, like, the buck I killed this year, we got pictures of him the day before I killed him a lot further than 600 yards away from where I actually killed him. A lot further. And they... I think there's certain factors that play in, especially when there's river bottom in. Like when you bring that into play, there, there, there's just some a lot of external factors. Like if rivers high and different things like that, it'll push deer further than technically their home range, I guess you could say. Or if you get a, a hot doe that runs with a buck and just pulls him pulls him out of his home range. I mean, they'll go and go until they she's ready if they're on a hot doe anyway. But. Yeah, it's it's kind of fascinating. Like they're just mysterious how they can live so close to us. But yeah, so so your neighbor finds this deer. Now now tell us the story because Cassandra and I were lucky enough to be a part of kind of everything that went down. Would it be this past past summer? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so tell us a story. This is pretty cool. I've I've never seen you get kind of emotional, Shane, and to have it over a deer is is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't the deer. I mean, it was the people. You know? Yeah, for sure. I I get that. But um, he this um this guy took it to the taxidermist. He was getting it mounted, and my daughter asked him if she could um she kind of told him probably how much this deer meant to me <laughs> yeah and um he let her take the rack and we got a replica made and um they surprised me on father's day i believe it was mm-hmm. or was it father's day it was probably close yeah it was probably close to that it was right around there yep. yep and um i didn't have a clue i thought we were going over there to we're a pig, pig show, right? Pig okay, show pig and, show. and surprise Billy. Yeah, we were looking at pigs, and um, Billy was getting her jeep, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I just I just remember you like standing there, you were eating like pizza or something, and it, people started talking, and you were like, "What is going on?" Because everyone's kind of surrounding <laughs> you. It was pretty funny, and. Then, I think it's Danny pulled out that that replica and man, it is that is a it's a special deer for sure. Yeah, he's he, and it's it's cool because um you know the guy that was hunting it he gets to enjoy it too. He hunted you know I've had deer like that that I've chased for years and somebody else ends up shooting them and 
Yeah. It's cool if you can do that. For sure. It's it's a neat story. Mm-hmm. Very cool story. It was really cool to be a part of and watch everybody come together, your family and friends. And I think it even just goes to show that hunting is more than just a hobby. It's a way to unite people and I think to kind of share in that how much you enjoy it, too. So it was, it was cool to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was awesome. So, Shane, what do, what do you think it is that, that kind of led to that deer getting to that age class and that size, especially in Michigan? Because, I mean, you know as well as anybody else that's hunted here long enough, it is, it's hard to find deer of that caliber in this state. It's very possible, yeah. but hard to find. So what do you think it is? that that's kind of led or kind of let him get to that age um the ter- i mean that ter- the terrain down i mean i'm kind of lucky i live in a really good area and we got some really good neighbors okay so just so you it's i mean i i don't want to like tell anyone where you're hunting or anything like that but river bottom crop fields in yeah. just uh i mean i know i, I kind of know that you, you live in a very good block yeah or there's a good two or three blocks actually right there with people that chase mature deer in i river bottom man that's that's a, it's the best hunting plain and simple period yeah. and no matter what state you're in i think any river bottom draws type areas lead lead to big deer you can find one in at least every one i i really think that that, that that's possible yep I, I think just once in a while one slips through the cracks and does a good shot and he gets old and they get smart yeah um yeah it's like stetson killed that 158 or 159 inch deer two years ago and then phil killed one the same year Phil's was like 157, but nine of like the 13 points were broke on the deer. And yeah. we we hunted that deer for three years, but the one that Stetson saw or ended up killing, they that was the first year that they've ever seen that deer. It's like, where where do these big bucks just show up from? And it's it's crazy. They, they move even when they're mature, but it's just when they start narrowing down that area and for some reason they're i mean to get to that old that they have to be a certain kind of smart that's for sure yeah i i think so too but what's your what's your like scent control like do you believe in it like what's your what's your your tricks there shane or do you not have any or what's what's your thoughts with scent control um I I um I have one of them bags that you put your clothes in. Okay. Um, and I do that, but I don't go crazy. Okay. I just try to stay clean as I can. Mhm. I I use the nose jammer on my boots. I kind of um I, that stuff's so weird because it smells like vanilla, but you put <laughs> it on there and <laughs> I bet those walk right down where I walk. It's like they they smell it, but they don't know what it is. So yeah. It, like it works it does it works like uh, when i first thought or when i first saw it like when it came out of the market i was like gimmick 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 and then the first time that i actually started believing it i had a mature doe walk in on my same trail and she literally came to a ladder stand that i was in and she was probably a four and a half year old doe 
and she's just sniffing my ladder like where I went up. And I'm just like, this stuff, it's crazy. It works, but... So do you find with that with that scent bag, Shane? Do you find that it? So I I don't own one. I'm not, and people are telling me that they work. I used one in Nebraska last year because my clothes, ninety degree weather, in hiking all day, you, you start to stink. And a couple of guys had it. I use it, but I find that it, it leaves kind of like a there's a smell still to it. Like it leaves a certain odor on your clothes. And do you find? Does it still like plenty? Does it affect? Do you think deer still smell that in our, or is it kind of like the nose jammer thing where it, it's not a, a human odor? You know, I don't know. I I, I know the smell. It's, I just call it ozone smell, but yeah, it's oh. very distinct. Yeah. yeah. Even though I use that stuff, I still I'm I I really try to pay attention to the wind, and I always try to guess where the deer are going to come from and, mm. and so try to hunt the wind, I guess. Okay, so you're more on the wind, playing the wind and scent control. What's your take on any other strategy? Moon phases? You talked about cold fronts a little bit. I'm sure pressure as well. What's kind of your your main go-tos? Um, I, buy, I buy that moon guide every year and I kind of like, I don't know if I believe in it, but... Um, <laughs> The night I shot that 169, it was one of them red moon nights. Okay. So did play, yeah, play in the like, factor a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like you're always learning. You're always trying new things. Yeah. So turns out like that night was absolutely perfect with a 20-degree a temperature drop, a red moon, you kind of had the that you gave the deer kind of that little off off wind. Sounds like everything just like you went in knowing that 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 was like the night to get it done. Yep, either that or I got really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't believe that. You've killed some some really really good deer in the past. How many how many like Pope and Young over one twenty? Do you think? Oh. Do you so, think you have? Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say about six, maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> how many in? How many of those were from Illinois? Um, I've got. I've been pretty fortunate in Illinois. Like, I got some one forties and some one fifties. Oh my gosh! Jeez. You killed one. I still think you're crazy. You killed one. I think it was two or three years ago, and you. European mounted it because you're the kind of guy that likes that perfect symmetrical rack, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did that I deer? Let, I let that deer go, and then he come back, and I was like, "Wow!" I just got to looking at his body, and he was so big. And and the funny thing is, my brother rattled that buck in and couldn't get a shot at it in that same spot in that same creek bottom, and. And then, man, I, I was like, I can't let this deer go. So I ended up shooting him. Jeez. So down there in Illinois, I know that you guys picked up something special this, this spring. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was a crazy story. I, I, um, we go shed on every spring, and I love it because can, you can take your whole family. Yeah. My, my brother... 
we have the we have a lease in Southern Illinois, and but we um we go down there and we meet and just have fun on a weekend or a long weekend and block. And um my my daughter um she was walking. We were walking a creek bottom. There's this strip of winter wheat. It was really pretty green, and she's. She's a teenager. She was always taking pictures with her phone. And she took a picture of the strip of winter wheat because she said she liked how it was so green. And then like the other field next to it was like really brown or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so six hours later, we're in a Mexican restaurant. And we're having dinner. And she's looking through her pictures. And she's like, man, Dad, that looks like a big deer antler. And I'm like, there's... Yeah, it does look like a deer antler, but there's no way because you walk. You would have had to walk right by it. There's no way because it just looked big. Yeah, it looks we, huge. Yeah, and then we just kept looking at the picture and we're like, "Oh my gosh, we got to go back." And it was dark, and so we go back, and it was this big eighty-inch side sitting right on the edge of the winter wheat. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's pretty impressive that you could spot it out in a cell phone picture like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just it's a crazy story. So I know your daughter got a little ridiculed online about that, not being able to see it. But she did get glasses right after, correct? <laughs> yep, she did. She did. She got glasses. And so, then we went back the next day. We matched it up. Oh my gosh, this is this is a big deer. Yeah, it's... Uh, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you you guys scored him? If you don't mind me asking, what what did you guys he's, score him at? He's right around 180, we think. 180. And it, we're, he, we're not no professional scorers, so we're he, kind of... He's big. I, I was able to put my hands on it and almost threw him in the back of my truck and took off. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're kind of in a dilemma. I know we've talked a little bit. So you have enough points to go to Iowa this year, correct? Yep. So, is it going to be, or have you not made up your decision? Are you going to focus your time on a possibly 200-inch whitetail, or are you going to risk it and go to Iowa? Or are you just going to kill him early? (laughs) I'm going to hold off on Iowa. You're going to hold off. Okay. I hope you get him because he's... He, he's going to be a special deer. Hopefully he made it. Hopefully you guys get some good trail cams. You can narrow him down and kind of pick your poison kind of like you did with this Michigan buck. Yeah. It's a different ball game down there, though. I mean, I you we, we see a lot of big bucks, and they just travel, like, long. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they – you might not never see him again, truthfully. Yep. I know – But people – Keep the does thinned out down there, and when when it does get rut time, it's like the the bucks really travel. It's crazy. Yep, I know. Like this year, our where we hunt, the landowner down there got a crack at um, a 180 inch buck, and we've never never seen this deer before. And we run multiple cameras on this piece of property because I've been hunting a buck for. Oh my gosh, six years now? Yeah. Seven years now? It's an obsession, Stanley. <laughs> it's an obsession, and he's just a big deer, and 
He doesn't bed or live on this property, but he shows up the same times every year. And this landowner ended up shooting this this really, really big deer and unfortunately couldn't find it. But as soon as he shot that, the buck that I've been hunting came into the field and he sent me pictures and video of him. And it's it's crazy. Like you're saying down there, it's just a different ball game when you have a smaller buck to doe ratio you see a lot yep. more big deer. Yep. But. My 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 step. I took my stepson. This is a cool story. I I took my my I took both my boys down there. My stepson. He he went down there and he was in a funnel. I put him in a really nice funnel mm-hmm. one year. And um, this was in the morning. Frosty, probably November seventh. And he shot the thirteenth buck that came through that funnel. It was a one thirty ish, but I mean he was so happy. Heck yeah! That was the biggest buck that he's ever probably seen. You know, that's it is it's it is a special place to hunt, and I I encourage people all the time get out of Michigan and just go, just go experience somewhere that has great deer management like in their state. And Illinois does a great job with the one archery buck tag and one firearm tag and then their firearm seasons are pretty short and yeah. they, they do a really good job of of managing their deer in that in that particular state as well as i mean iowa everyone's seeking to go there and they're just they're doing it right but no i 130 inch buck anywhere is is a great is it is okay. it's a great deer that's uh-huh. that's pretty awesome so that's that's crazy i didn't know that you made your mind up canceling out on iowa is that a f- i'm gonna wait you're gonna wait okay gotcha well shane it's been a pleasure man i i appreciate ch- chatting with you but i got a couple last questions for you one the first what do you think michigan needs to do to improve our deer hunting what would you like to see done in our state i should ask um I, I I would like to go to the one buck tag. I mean, something like that. I I I'm I'm with you. I like the one buck tag simply because people people say that like we need two or three deer to get our family through every year. Well, that's that's awesome. Well, if you shoot two bucks, you're not going to shoot two more does. You might only shoot one, but if you shoot one buck, you're going to shoot two more does, and it's gonna it's gonna yeah, I, I I think that would dramatically change the hunting in our yeah. state for sure. I've got a question for you, Shane. Um, I know you mentioned that scent control you're not too worried about. It, so what's that one item that you will not leave uh, back when you go out to the stand? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I think my most important piece is um my tree stand because I love to be mobile. Ever since I started doing that, I, I mean, I just love moving around, never sitting in the same spot. Have did you I find? I only own two stands. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. Did you find that you've been more successful by doing that? Like, oh, you, yeah. your deer sightings have went up significantly since you you changed to this hunting style. Yeah, because I haven't been doing that for too crazy long that's that's kind of 
That's good to hear because I'm trying to convince the person on the other side of the table from me right now <laughs> that that's the way it needs to be. She's uh, She has a few stands that she loves, and, and she kills big deer out of them. But... See, my, my problem is I am not the best with directions, and I know that's a weakness. So for me, I don't want to be trampling around in the dark. And so if I do hunt a new stand, it's usually in the evening sits. But I just have a really hard time, and then I kind of know the patterns and how they come out and where to watch for. And I myself am a creature of habit, so I have a hard time uh, giving that up, that's for sure. So my, my, goal yeah. at, my goal is I get this tree saddle, and I hunt out of the saddle, and I teach her how easy it is, and I would have no problem with her walking in, throwing up sticks, and just picking random trees because I, I think that's that's a game changer when you can be that mobile. Yeah. That's his own selfish plug right there so that he can get his <laughs> Well, my wife is the same way. Um, she, she, she loves, she has a, she's had a tree stand that she's been on for probably 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. and it's in a good spot and she always, can shoot a buck and hey there's nothing wrong with that nothing i just nothing wrong at all not at all i mean josh is that way josh hunts one stand every year and he's killed four bucks in the last three years i think he doubled up first year didn't didn't take a buck the second and then doubled up last year and he hunts out of the same exact tree stand every year but that's awesome. Well, the other thing, uh, real quick, the story, your wife just killed a monster <laughs> mule deer. A monster. <laughs> so give us a little bit about where, kind of what state did she go to and just a, a quick flyover. Um, she, she went with her dad on a hunting trip, and um, which everybody knows her dad. I've been hunting with him. Everybody hunts with him. And um, I think she just said they made plans, you know, a while ago. And she's like, I'm going to go hunting with Dad. And I'm like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Did they? They went to Wyoming. Okay. And she shot a very special deer. Yeah. It's 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 pretty big. We'll have to maybe we'll try to get some pictures up so we can post with your podcast and just kind of show. Your buck next to that one, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Both, both big <laughs> deer. Big. Definitely. All right, Shane. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Um, good luck this year. And I know there there is a lot of people pulling for you and harvesting that deer in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's I, well, I, I know there's a lot. A lot of people know how hard you work at hunting big deer and dude i wish you the best and i i really do hope that you you put a tag on him yeah it's i don't know even if i don't i'm i'm fine with it i just it's just so you know i like the chase more than the hunt i guess for sure it's awesome well love your passion i love how you share it with your family it's always fun to to watch and watch you uh you know share that tradition on that's for sure well, thanks again, Shane. We appreciated having you on the podcast this evening. It was a blast talking to you and just kind of hearing all about that hunt. And I had no idea that you started out trapping. I thought you've always been kind of big into deer hunting. So learned something new about some of the guys that are filming and doing some big things out there. So 
Good luck, Shane. We really hope that you put your tag on that big Illinois buck. Um, he will be something special for sure. Um, as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Stay stealthy and strive to become a Nimrod. Nimrod.